Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Collin II, and with me, as always, is... Is Matthew... Um... Mailman... Us. Okay. How much did it cost to change your name to that this week? Well... I actually got a job as a mailman, so they're they're paying me now to be able to. Just nobody donates to our page or to our podcast, you know. Despite the fact that we do this for free, some sometimes thrice weekly for four years, nobody cares. I, I get it; it's fine. Uh, you 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 want to spend money on other stuff, and you want you want you want free shit. We, we get it; it's all it's cool. Um, so you know that's how I pay for my name changes now. It's you know. Like, we have, like, a standing order where, basically, they don't actually pay me. I just get to change my name through working for them, right? So, it's, that's how it works out now. Have Is there anybody at your uh, post office that's, like, a mysterious, like, beautiful woman who um, is writing letters to Santa? I mean, I mean Except- to kids in response to Santa letters. Several, yes. There's, there's quite quite a many. There as many of them? Oh, as many of them. Yeah, totally. Okay. And are yeah. they all in love with you? Um, I think I'm in love with them, but not they, not me. I, I'm not. I'm not one on delusions. So, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, you know, I don't think so. Um, How many we, sassy we, black women work there? There's like maybe two. But you probably shouldn't call them sassy. You think that's probably not a good idea. Um, but um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't don't call them to their face. That you know. Yeah. What? Well, not even to their face. I just wouldn't even. In general, face. yeah. Better better not even think because <laughs> that that word like that reminds me of on the episode of Community where the dean was filming like commercial for Greendale. Yeah. He's like, what? Like, what? What's a word for like? Was it like mildly threatening, but like also really nice? And then he's like, Shirley's like, the word he's looking for is sassy. He better not, he better not find it. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe I should say, are there any stereotypical? No, I'm joking. 
No, because the whole thing's a joke. I, I don't work at the post office. So. Oh, you don't? Damn it. You the had me going there for a minute, Matt. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess I do that. I, I fool. No. Um, maybe you got a job at the post office. Well, it's interesting because the character's name in this movie is Uncle Matt. Yeah. And my Matt. And I have I have a niece. Well, I have two nieces. So technically, I'm an... But unfortunately, my niece isn't trying to set me up with multiple romantic and or sexual partners, which is... That's kind of weird. We'll get into that. But, um... Uh, yeah. Uh, bizarre movie. The and for be- better or worse, though, the other thing, too, is that your brother and his... Uh, and, and, and the mother of the children are still alive, so... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that's part's going on. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not thinking this movie's like a biography of me or anything like that. Oh, okay. That, like, I, was, I was thinking it might be. Oh. No. Well, the other thing, too, so, like, he's, like, a former musician, and it's like, this. was this movie, like, written for me and, like, some weird multiverse version of me where, like, part of my life is the same, but then, like, other things change you know, throughout it or whatever, you know, I don't know, but which, which does bring us to the topic of today's episode. We are covering the 2010 ion television, um, Christmas film, Christmas mail. Yeah. Yep. Very original title. Mm-hmm. You know, get it. Direct mail. Oh, it was directed by John <laughs> yeah. John Murlowski, um, written by Lorene Lacey and Steven Peterson. Yes, it's 129 minutes <sighs> of pure joy. Oh, no. 129 minutes, that's over two hours. Was it two hours? No, 129 minutes. I mean, an hour and 29 minutes. I'm sorry, not 129. Oh, yeah, forgive me there, folks. I, miss, like, I misspoke. The last hour. <laughs> I, like, I missed the last hour of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it got real dark, Matt, in that last hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering, I'm like, what the hell happened? I mean, I, I had some ideas of what could have happened yeah. to certain characters in the movie, but, you know, we could talk about that later. But uh, So, speaking of this, what does happen in this movie, Matt? Um... What happens in this movie is it's very similar to Spy High, where whoever is mixing the audio thinks it's a really good idea to make the music way louder than dialogue at parts of the movie for some unexplained reason. So yes. that's that's going on. And um, this guy named Matt, he's a, a, a mail carrier, and it's Christmas time in like California. And, uh, you know, he's got all this extra mail because of, like, you know, people sending back, you know, Christmas packages and letters to Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he doesn't really like his job that much, but, you know, he kind of puts on a smile and a happy face. And he ends up running into this woman uh, who's dropping off some packages and then a very awkward scene she puts a letter in his teeth to bite on because his hands weren't. Well, he dropped the letter and the, and a dog got a hold of it. Oh, okay. Her dog. So yeah, it wasn't that she was sending the letter. It was a letter that he had dropped. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That was weird. And um, again, this is for a family, faith and family channel um, type movie. That's so I'm going to chalk up that they don't really know what they were writing necessarily or how creepy a lot of the stuff was because their minds just aren't like that. But like, so it's unintentional. But, like, it's just weird to have some random stranger just put a piece of mail in your mouth. Well, I mean, it was originally for Ion Television, which may or may not be Christian-based. I'm not sure. I don't think it is, but it might have been at one time. So, who knows? But it is is available right now, which we did a 14-day free trial (laughs) of Up Faith and Family. So, if you do want to watch it, get yourself a... uh, before we go into any any further, if you want to stop this this podcast, pause it, and come back and join us, you can go to Up Faith and Family and watch this movie. But you yeah. have to get a fourteen day free trial. I mean, that's what you got to do, right? So, <laughs> uh, so we have the we have the meet, or meet cute or cute me, however you say it, and um, he goes back to work. Um, there's a scene where he's calling his niece for dinner. But then he says, and she says, oh, you make Meschetti. He's like, no, it's spaghetti. Mind you, she's like seven years old at this point, so she really shouldn't be messing up words like spaghetti. But anyway, so, but it, it wasn't, it was it wasn't, it was intentional. It wasn't a mistake. And he's like, it's spaghetti. And she's like, no, it's Meschetti because I miss you and I miss spaghetti. It's Meschetti. Get it? And then he's like, all right, dinner's going to be ready in five minutes. Go wash your hands. And he, go, and he goes, bye. I'm like, wait, you called her in for dinner, says dinner's ready. And then you say dinner's going to be ready in five minutes. Go wash your hands. And then you say goodbye. What? Like, you just say bye to someone you're going to see, like, in 30 seconds? Like, I, I will mention, okay. though, that the Mischetti joke is the funniest joke in this whole movie. Oh, it is. It's unfortunately that's. I mean, it's just all downhill. So, so he goes into work, bored and dejected and shit, and he gets called in by his manager called Mister Fuller. Um, he, he's like, he's like basically runs the the air that whatever that building, and he's like, you know, Mister like everything's got to be up to code and. This is a safety hazard. You can't have, you know, Christmas trees and Santa hats and, you know, all that kind of junk. You know, like the whole Grinch kind of character. Yeah, he's and played then, by played by Lachlan Monroe, who plays a lot of assholes in movies. Basically, um, he does. He, or or like uh, just like uh, oblivious. Like he was in that movie. Um, <clears throat> what was it called? Where like this uh, this guy basically becomes like a weed dealer. Like he goes into Canada. Uh, he's like a teenager, whatever. It was interesting. He basically plays like a like a rich, rich asshole in that movie. Who like yeah, orders. he he was also in um, Benchwarmers Two, a movie that's that right. we've covered for this podcast. Yes, that's right. He was one of the bad guys in that movie too, yeah. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that reminds me. Of. So he, um, I'm putting on my fake psychologist hat here because I, I don't have a degree at all, but I'm just going to decide, just going to decide to diagnose them. So, Mr. Fuller exhibits signs of multiple paranoid delusions on several occasions, such as his conspiracy theory that the new hire, Christy Nord, 
was sent by a higher-up to sabotage his work in order to take away his pending promotion. He is also irritable, jumpy, and full of jittery energy, which suggests that he may be going through a likely undiagnosed hypomanic episode. It would be best for him to seek psychological counseling as well as an appointment with a psychiatrist while his mental state is still manageable. But we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I, I skipped ahead, though. So, Christy North, she... So, the, the, the cute meat, or the mute, meat cute, whatever, she... She actually is working at the post office now as like a seat, like a special, um, like a special job there. I guess like she, she got sent by the postmaster general. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which just would never happen ever. But and then she's on a special. Can you get? You can talk now because I'm losing my train. Yeah, it's a special assignment. And uh, and Christy North is played by Ashley Scott, who people may know from the TV show Birds of Prey, where she she played Helena Kyle. And, um, yeah, and she was also in the TV show. um, Oh, shoot. What was the name of that show? Um, Anyway, she's in a lot of things. But, um, um,. yeah, but I know her most from Birds of Prey. Um, yeah, it, and she really plays up this whole mythical creature type of thing of her performance. <laughs> I know she uh, she she plays her character like she's a child almost the whole time. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the movie's kind of like Elf in a way, but. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. When she said at one point, she she said she had multiple brothers and sisters, and then uh, this is later in the movie. And then uh, Matt's like, "Well, how how many siblings do you have?" And she like has like this weird look on her face. So I'm th- I'm sitting there thinking maybe she's thinking of elves as like her because you know there's lots of elves in the North Pole, right? So I'm like, or is she like an elf? Like, what's going? You know, like yeah, or. What I'm trying to wonder is, so are we implying that all the elves are Mr. and Mrs. Claus's kids? I know, which, what, what would that imply? That they're, they're being exploited for their labor? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it also means that's, that Mr. and Mrs. Claus fuck a lot. And, um... Well, of course they do, because <laughs> they're, they're happy, because they're rich, because they're making money off their children's free labor. They don't get paid. No wonder why they're so rich. They... Think about it. you got a whole factory of people don't have to pay any of them. Yeah, but they, for- but but Santa gives away the presents. He doesn't get paid. <laughs> well, he okay, but see, I have a theory about that. Okay, this is kind of skipping. Just this is a sidebar here. I have a theory about that. So Santa Claus is the ultimate capitalist, right? So because he he has a, a workforce that doesn't get paid anything whatsoever, just free labor. But they like it. They think it's great because they've been brainwashed. So like. You know, like in 1984, where they have like the big screen that like brainwashes people like every day. Where like, yeah, you big brother. Content. <laughs> you you love your life, so they like they like have those sent out, but it's more of like a brainwave thing. So it's like they're just like getting sent like electrodes and like like very subliminal messages, like when they go to sleep. Actually, it's more like Brave New World. That's that's what they do in Brave. So I'm I'm, I'm changing movies. So in Brave New World, <laughs> they actually go to sleep with like these little messages saying like, "You are born." to do whatever function like they choose for you so like some people 
were actually like bred to be like smarter. So like they're like the the bureaucracy class, and like other people's like brains were meant to be more like like they literally bred people to have like certain functions in life. Like so they literally like made people like less intelligent on purpose. Really fucked up story. And uh, which you know they might actually probably end up doing in the future. Who knows? But um, so that's what they're doing with the elves, right? They're like, you love working for Santa Claus. You love working for mother and father. You love producing um, um, goods for mother and father for no pay whatsoever. And so then they wake up and they're like, oh, it's time to go back to work. And they're like, yay, I love working for free. I love sweating through my days. I love having no paid lunch or not not just no paid lunch breaks, no paid breaks, no pay anything. And then, so Santa, when he gives out, quote, the free presents, but it's it's more, it's kind of like along the lines when you order something online and it says, you only have to pay for, quote, shipping and handling. But it's the shipping and handling is really part of the price, so they're actually making money off it. So Santa's, quote, free presents, he's actually getting money off it. Guaranteed. All righty, then. And that's why, hold on, and that's why, <laughs> Tommy, no, that, that's why in communist countries, a lot of them, they, 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 they understood that Santa Claus is American imperialist capitalist propaganda. So they had to invent their own version of Santa Claus because they're like, fuck this. This guy, like, okay, so East Germany had a character, I forgot his name, but he was like the East German communist version of Santa Claus. And he was like, he would give people like presents and stuff like that. But he had also like, like preach like message like basically be like propaganda for the state so like it'd be like oh equality is great you know um uh, collectivism is awesome but but here's where it gets fucked up so this guy used to travel around the world like like santa Claus, but he would he would kind of focus more on like other socialist countries because you know that like that was like their brothers and sisters but he would also go to like other countries like america but then when people were wanting to leave the East Germany to go live elsewhere because the, the economy wasn't so great and people were being forced, you know, to, in jobs that didn't like, kind of like the elves are in North Pole. And, um, but so they're like, wait a minute, we got to change the thing because this guy is, is he's leaving East Germany to go to other countries. So we don't want people to leave the country. So now the new cartoons, he never leaves East Germany anymore. He stays in East Germany because they didn't want to give the people the idea. Well, Hey, if, if our communist Santa Claus gets to, to leave and, and visit all other parts of the world. I, I, how come we can't too? You know, so they're thinking, they're thinking smart. Anyway, so, um, okay. What was I saying? <laughs> so, so anyways, um, <laughs> I think I'm the one that needs to see a psychiatrist. Um, um possibly, but, um, don't we all, <laughs> don't we all? Well, no, not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, objectively. No, <laughs> So, um, anyways, uh, so what, what happens next in this movie? We, okay. He, he, um, he's, he's basically, okay. So he, he's given a promotion at work where he's supposed to spy on Christy North. Yep. That's her name. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he's. He's given this promotion, and basically he's got to try to figure out what she's doing there. And this guy, you know, thinks that the the um, Lachlan, Lachlan Monroe's character, Richard Fuller, thinks that his job is in jeopardy and that this woman is there to basically take him down. 
<sighs> because, you know, that's the vibe I totally get from her when I see her. Yeah, she's the nicest woman <laughs> I know. ever meet in your life. You know, al- almost like sickly sweet. You know? Yeah. Never think too. She's like a pixie dream girl kind of character. Yeah. Like, well, she's basically that, she's like, basically the female version of Will Ferrell's elf, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, she's not as stupid as he is, though. No, yeah, but, but she's uh, very yeah. sweet and innocent, like he is. Like she's like the kind of woman that like you would be crazy not to fall in love with, basically. Like you just have to be a terrible person, yeah, to not love her because like she is just like the sense of like. Or like just the essence of purity and light, basically. So of course this guy hates her because he's a terrible person um, who doesn't even allow his, you know, employees to hang a Christmas wreath in the office. Not anywhere. Not even where there is any machines that would even like swallow it up and cause a problem. Yeah, he gets See mad. He gets he gets mad at the character of uh, Sally Covington. Played by um, former talk show host Rolanda Watts, and um, <laughs> I had no idea she was a talk show. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Interesting. I, I, yeah, I did not get that vibe from her, but okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, she she used to have like a. I'm pretty sure she used to have like one of these uh like daytime Oprah Winfrey sort of talk shows, or Sally yeah. Jesse Raphael sort of talk shows. Um, oh God! Or I remember Sally. Wow, yeah, that's long but, but so, something like that. She was back in the like nineties or early two thousands or something. Yeah, Ricky Lake. Yeah, was yeah. one. Ricky Lake. One of those type of things. I'm pretty sure she had like the Rolanda Watts show. Okay. I could be completely wrong, but I'm remembering that. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> but she's the magical black character in this movie. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> why did they gotta do shit like that? Really. Yeah. Why? I don't get it, but okay. Um, so... Yeah, she did have a... She had her own uh, syndicated talk show, which aired from 94 to 97. Okay. Yeah, okay. So anyways, um... <laughs> the, um... So... Anyways, uh, she is at one point wearing a, uh... A Santa Claus hat. And... Fuller gets pissed at her and says, uh, you know, that could get caught in the machines. So you gotta yeah. stop wearing it, you know, yeah. I mean, technically it could, but she'd have to be, like, right next to it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, let, let's let's have some Christmas spirit here. Let's not, you know... You know what I find thing. really funny? What? About this movie. Okay. They're using actual logos of the U.S., you know the US the USPS. Yeah. And um for that to happen, the United States Postal Service has to give permission for them to use this. So they did? Wow. So so they gave permission for them to use this in this movie. Holy shit. And that fucked up. Yeah. Cuz that really makes the post office look really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there's already, you know, you know, like I mean, I I know people who worked at the post office. Yeah, even people like management, like like uh, like this Mister Fuller guy, and he said the same thing that you know a lot of the people underneath them kind of looked to him the way that the employees look at Mister Fuller. So maybe maybe that job position itself like forces people to act that way 
and then the people resent them. You yeah, know, but but you wouldn't think that uh that that the post office would approve the character of Fuller in a movie about I, the post I office. <laughs> it, I doubt. I, maybe one person was in charge of approving it, and they just like, yeah, go ahead, do what you want with our logo, fine. So he, yeah, he picks Matt, spy, you know, spy and gather information on Christie. And you know what? You know what he said? He said because I see me in you. How? Like, like, the, despite the fact that, which again is probably another delusion as part of his personality, because Matt's personality or physical appearance doesn't resemble him in the slightest. There's no point anywhere in the movie where Matt acts like, looks like, or even moves, as in walks, like Mr. Fuller, yet we are supposed to believe that the two are thick as thieves because the reasons that Mr. Fuller gives. Like, what is, did he used to be like Matt before? Like, okay, well, you became an asshole, I guess, because Matt's not an asshole in this movie, so how do you see yourself in him, he could have picked anyone else in this movie. I mean, it would, would make no difference. He could have picked Sally and said, "I want you to spy on you know yeah. this new hire for me or whatever." Such a bizarre character. I know, and I and, mean, yeah. And, and by the way, Matt Sanders is is the character, and he's played by AJ Buckley. That's the character, the actor's name. Just letting you know. Anyway, so um, we have um, that, let me say, Matt character is AJ Buckley. Okay, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. AJ Buckley is currently on the TV show Navy Seals. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> Well, he's he's moved up, so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um the um so so we have the situation where when he says he sees him in in him and he makes him spy on Christie. So, and he gives him a clip on tie. <laughs> yeah. You know, anytime I've seen somebody promoted at any of my jobs, they're always given a clip-on tie. Yep. It's the rite of passage for every job in this country. Middle, Yeah, middle management. Here's a clip-on tie. Well, that's the other thing. Uh, Christy points that out the first time they... Well, the second time they meet. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, that explains the clip-on tie. And he's like, oh, yeah, Matt always does this weird little laugh. like... <laughs> Throughout the whole movie, yeah, like every all fucking dozens of times, pisses me off so much. Like, <laughs> it's like, come on, guys! Like, you know, like, Jesus Christ! Can you like edit some of that shit out? Well, <sighs> uh, oh, can I mention one more thing really quick? I know I'm like really manic right now. Oh no, that's yeah, fine. I need, to calm, I need to calm down a little bit. This movie broke my brain. That's why. So, so a seven or eight year old niece. I'm not sure. Right? Just by looking at her, she seems like she might be that yeah. old. She's trying. So the, the whole thing, this whole thing, got set up is because she wrote a letter to Santa Claus, and um, Christy North is the one that's writing letters back to these people. So she she wants her uncle to like meet. Okay, her words were she wa- wants her uncle to meet someone who will kiss him and stuff, which mm, that's okay. I, innocent enough, I think, but I'm like, okay, a seven-year-old's asking for someone to kiss her uncle yeah. and stuff. Okay, it's like, again, back burner, back burner. Okay, but then, if it just ended there, it would be fine. But I, I think 
this child is maybe trying to grow up a little too fast, and that's a problem. We'll get into that. Um, because then um, she gets a rejection letter from Santa Claus, essentially. Um, <laughs> well, how else do you describe it? It's what it is. You know, well, basically, uh, it's, it's Santa saying, hey, you know, you might have to make your own magic here, kid. What is this? Rejection letter. Yeah. Um, it's like Dumbledore when he dismisses Petunia. It's like, you can't come to Hogwarts, bitch, because you don't know you didn't say that. But, you know, because you don't have any magical abilities. Yeah. So. Bye. Um, you know, didn't say that, but so yeah, he he's like, no, Santa Claus isn't like a matchmaker. Sorry, can't do it. So then, you know, she's not going to be just outdone by Santa Claus. Fuck that guy, right? So she's like, all right, I'm just going to set him up with my elderly neighbor woman and set up and have her cook a bunch of food and bring it over. Then I'm gonna go leave into my bedroom and put on some like weird romantic jazz music on like some toy radio, and like the woman's like like drilling her hair and shit, and I'm like, oh my god, they gonna bang? My head is that he totally banged her. That, that's just my opinion. <laughs> not, not really, but I'm pretty sure that they banged. And then because later on, the the, the old lady on, that lives next door. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he banged her because she, she was ready for it. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. They're adults, okay? Adults play with each other. It's fine. It's 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 human. <laughs> get over it. You know, it's, it's natural. This is what the world's made up of. This is how the world was. This is how procreation happens. I mean, she she's you beyond know. a cougar. She's like a. She's not a cougar. She's the type of lion that they send out into the woods to die alone because it can no longer, <laughs> you know. Well, that was really dark, but. but <laughs> But, you know what I mean? That's what the lions do. It's fucked up. The lions do this shit. I didn't make it up to the lions do. Um, I didn't create nature here. God whatever fucked up plant he had. And then, um, so he banged the old lady. And then, you know, after eating, like, scalloped potatoes or mac and cheese or whatever she made. And then um, she had a bunch of shit she bought over. Because, you know, she's an old lady. knows how to cook. Blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know... Because he, he comes back, he's got this weird smirk on his face. He's like, hey, don't you think that maybe she was a little too old for me? But he's like thinking, like, I totally banged her, though. You know, so, whatever. So, so she basically becomes her uncle's pimp by accident, which is weird. And then, <laughs> it's so weird, but it's what happened. She's, it's, again, she doesn't know what she's doing. It's fine. This is all. Her uncle's pimp all. is my new band name. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to open up for, uh, what was it, um... Uh, the bullet blinds and um, gator yeah. smoke. Yeah, um, <laughs> gator smoke. Yeah. So, so, but it's not the first time she pimps them out. So the next time, she invites four women. Oh wow! So the, the one's not enough anymore. Now she's got to invite four single parent women into the house. Oh no, she that was at somebody else's house. Oh, that was someone else. Okay. She, yeah, she, she invited him home. over there. It was weird. Oh, I got. Yeah, it was, and it, yeah. Was, it was like a, it was like a single parents meeting of some sort, but all of the parents were women except for him, and they all were just like looking at him like he was a piece of candy the whole time. They're yeah, like, it, one of them literally even said, "When's the last time you had sexual intercourse?" Like, holy shit! Yeah. And like they're all just like eyeballing him. I'm like, dude, he's gonna bang all four of these women. He doesn't 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 do shit. It's like, dude, your your niece is pipping you out here, like you know, and like you know. She's got some weird magic here who's able to who who the fuck knows who wrote this why they 
anyway, so he just decides, nah, you know, sorry for, you know, single women who, you know, are also just as sexually frustrated as I am, and we could probably, you know, use each other's bodies as, you know, warmth and have that, you know, human, human connection that we all need and crave in this life. No, no, I, I'm just going to look the gift horse in the eye and say, no, thank you. Okay, well, Merry Christmas to you. Fuck you, Matt. Anyway, so... <laughs> So, so he just leaves a, a possible five some out of you know like who who has the opportunity in life? Almost no one. But he, it's Matt. Who cares, right? He'd rather deliver his mail and you know talk to his boss. So, or maybe he just has morals. Uh, <laughs> fuck morals. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, there's no, there's nothing morally wrong with it. They're all single. No one's cheating on each other. It's not like anyone's heart's gonna get broken here. It's fine, whatever. But um, but Mister Matt here, you know, from the post office, you know, suddenly becomes a Catholic priest. So okay. Um, but this was already after he met he met uh, Christy and kind of had feelings for her. So don't care. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so what else happens? <laughs> so um, anyways. That happened at one point. Um, so basically, like, you know, Emily's trying to pimp him out. And um, played by Piper Harris, that's his uh, niece. That he was left because her parents died. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. So, anywho. Um, the <laughs> Do you want to take a quick break here, Matt? And then we'll come back and talk about the rest of this. Sure. My brain hurts. We'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry you can find us on apple spotify pretty much wherever you get your podcast hope to see you there And we are back. Okay, so. Matt went off and tried to bang an old lady. And, um, wait, no, you didn't. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> During the break. No, I'm joking. 
Okay, just just one more thought about. So like, she was one of those old ladies where you know, like when she was younger, she was like really, really attractive. Just saying, it's obvious. It's true. Um, you know, yeah. Certain things, certain things allowed to be true. Just let it be true. Let's move on. <laughs> no. So um. Anyways, um, <laughs> we've got um Matt still spying on on Christy. Um, at one point, he invites her to lunch. He thinks. <laughs> <laughs> calls her up, invites her to lunch. Um, after she had one point, oh, one point he had tried to invite her to coffee, and she doesn't like coffee. Nope. She like freaked out, like, yeah, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, um Yeah. That's a weird reaction. Okay. Yeah. I mean if somebody invites me to coffee and I'm not a big fan of coffee, I'll be like, Yeah, I'm just not really into coffee. Um I'm not like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what the hell? Yeah. Um so the uh anyways, they they have cocoa at one point. And she has her own special, like Homemade cocoa. You know, the, the, the kind that's made when you grind down elves that are your brothers and sisters, and then you make... Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it tastes so good. It's like magic. Yes. Magic. <laughs> that's why she was sent on this special assignment by her dad. Um, She's probably like 3,000 years old, and this is how she like maintains her youthful, yeah. you know, visage, visage, or whatever, yeah. however you <laughs> by eating out by drinking elves anyway so yeah. um <laughs> what the fuck wow. um so um so anyways we, we find out you know at one point that matt gave up his life to be in a band i mean from being in a band to raise his niece you know so he was like he was gonna be the next big rock star you know in some shitty band. And, um, <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, um, oh yeah, I know I'm jumping all over the place here, but at one, because I can't remember the order that shit happened in this movie. Me too. Me yeah. Too. Um, so at one point, they, they go on a, they go on a picnic date at work because he calls her up and says, I'm, you know, I, I need to have, uh, you know, I want to have lunch with you. And then, when Fuller calls him in the office, he's like, he's like, you know, I need you to spy on her more, blah, 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 and find out what's going on. And he's like, well, I think we have lunch today. I know. I what think. a fucking moron. Anyways, um, he, he has a, he's like, let's have a picnic. An indoor picnic. Uh. And some guy delivers Chinese food to them. And then somehow he decides uh, because his <clears throat> his niece calls him after this is oh yeah this was after he called up some woman that I'm not sure what the fuck their relationship is. Yeah, exactly. Um, named Heather, played by um. Yeah, she's played by um, Heather is played by Vanessa Evigan, who has been in some other things and stuff, and she is uh, 
the daughter of Greg Evigan, who people may know from My Two Dads. Anyways, um, he was one of the dads, the one that wasn't Paul Reiser. And, um, <laughs> the one that, <laughs> um, so <clears throat> he, um, so, so he calls up, calls up Heather and, you know, basically tries to get her to, you know, come and spend some time before the holidays so she can, you know, basically set Emily straight in her pimping ways. And, um, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the other thing too, because she was asking all these questions about boys, and she's like, "When do I start kissing? Should I do it now or wait till the fourth grade?" I'm like, "Jesus Christ, Emily, slow down!" Like, it's like I know that you want your uncle to have people kissing him for whatever weird reason, but you need to chill out. Like, you kid, it's fine. See, I blame Matt in the long run. He let her watch something she shouldn't have seen. I'm that's not my thing. Uh, I was so um. <laughs> Maybe he fell asleep or something like that, and Cinemax was on. Yeah, something happened. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't know what. Yeah, but you, you know, um, you know, just leave it at that. You know, <laughs> because it, it's getting weird. Like, just chill out. Uh -huh. It's fine. Like, yeah, Heather will talk it out with you. You know, or we're gonna have to make some calls. Just like yeah. I'll just. Yeah, calls and he, he, he calls Heather, and like before she answers the phone, her and the band are doing these vocal warm ups of some sort that are the worst ones I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, this supposed to be a touring rock band. Where? Yeah, and do they bowling alleys like? And and whoever does warm ups like that, I'm sorry, but um. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And all the guys in the band look like complete idiots. Um, yeah. No offense to the actors playing them. It's just the way that they were portrayed in the movie. Um, so yeah. the... Uh, the quote-unquote actors, I should say. And... Um, <laughs> yeah, and so she, she's kind of this new-agey, weird chick. Um, <laughs> who, in all honesty, Matt has better chemistry with than Christy. And... Um, exactly. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, it's like, is she like a sister figure to him? Did they used to bang? What's going on here? Um, her, her body language is very confusing. Yes. Um, it, it's like, are they used to be a couple? Like, what's going on here? Like, See, my theory, and this is probably completely wrong, Vanessa Evigan auditioned for the role of Christy and didn't get cast. And um, so they gave her this other role as a consolation. Um, and uh, <laughs> this is all my own theory. <laughs> and it like, yeah, okay, it makes sense. And, and, and so now she's like, like, now she's like, yeah, I'm going to try to, you know, up the sex quota here, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, screw you, Christy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> now he's got um, seven women after him. This guy's, you know, bottled lightning seven times and he doesn't appreciate shit. I hate this guy. He's a piece and, of shit. And I mean, it's but, not like he looks like Brad Pitt or something. He's just freaking. You know, <laughs> well, what I was thinking was he's a bargain brand like um, Glenn Hansard or something like that. You know, like <laughs> from like from once. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looks like to be like a, not really, but like a bargain brand version of him. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm just thinking. Of, I don't, I don't have a picture in front of me, but in my mind, yeah, that phrase, that phrase came to me was bargain brand Glenn Hansard. Like, yeah, do what you will with it, but. That's the name of my other band. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And, and in that band, we do vocal warm ups that are exactly like the ones in this movie. Yeah, what were they do? What was that? <laughs> yeah, I've ever seen like like you guys are a touring rock band. Like, where do you play at? Like, like tiny little festivals or fairs with like ten people eating corn dogs and slapping chili sauce on their shirts. Like, what the hell, man? They're playing like, Madison yeah. Square Garden every night. No, I'm sorry. Oh, no, like, they act like, oh, Matt gave up his glorious music career. I'm like, really? I think he, I think he leveled up. To be honest, I mean, if that's what happened. Uh, yeah, he's probably making more money and uh, having a better life working as a postal worker than. Yeah, but this <laughs> shitty band. Oh God. It's not like the band is the postal service. You get it, the postal service. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm so uh, unfunny. Anyway, so the um. <laughs> wow, I have I haven't listened to them in like 15 years. Uh, I know. <laughs> wow. They were last popular about the time this movie came out, and um. Even then, probably five years too yeah. late. Or what they had that one song I like was about like uh, something about apartments, like in your apartment complex, or like whatever, something to do with like yeah. Um, they had a lot of good songs. Um, it was a decent album. It was okay. Yeah. Um, it was better than Death Cab for Cutie. Anything they did, so. Well, I don't um, know. I like I like the one album of Death Cab for Cutie like a lot. I so. hate them. No. I no, no I, I like some of these. I like the song about something about um, heaven and hell or something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, into the dark or whatever it is. Um, that's yeah, that's it. Um, so uh, the um, so so anyways, back to this movie. Um, so Heather comes to town and is yeah. At one point, I was sitting on the couch and basically, I don't know giving Matthew's eyes like he wants to like she wants to fuck him but um Jesus Christ seriously yeah and uh, like I even I can know because I I'm not really great at reading signs like that. yeah it's just how I am um because I I found out later in life that there were people who liked me that I didn't know like me at the time because yeah. I couldn't read the signs so even I could see that <laughs> I mean Stevie Wonder could see that. Um, anyway, so the, <laughs> the um, this um, so so. Anyways, uh, he 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 decides. Uh, okay, they're having this indoor picnic, Christy and Matt, and uh, so Heather and uh, Emily call, and you know it's like, hey, you know, and then he decides that oh, we're gonna join them all, you know, together at the park or whatever. So we're going to pack up this food that we just got <laughs> and uh, head to the park, which will take a while to drive to. And by then, this this food's going to be cold and probably not taste good because Chinese food doesn't taste good that long after you get it. No, not really. I mean, if you refrigerate it, sure. But yeah, not, not, but and then you got to heat nope. it up sometimes and stuff. But I'm just saying, um, it, he, Matt doesn't think anything through. Like I said, because he already had a chance to have sex with five women, he just decided, ah, fuck it. So he's yeah, not, he's not someone who really thinks very clearly about things. So he's not a thinker, know. this guy. Anyway, no, so no, not. so we they so uh, Heather and Emily end up at the park first. Emily sees Christy there, 
Christy ends up first. I don't know why. It, okay. Yeah, what happened with that? They didn't ride together? Like, that, that's what, what I'm trying that? to figure out. Why didn't they ride together? Why did it take Matt longer to get there when they were coming from the same fucking place? Maybe he was spending that time to to pack up the Chinese food. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but no, they were in the they were still in the same room together. So yeah, he would have picked up. So what? She just would have just left the office while he's packing up Chinese. That makes no sense. My theory is because she's spoiler alert. Not like it matters. This movie is twelve years old, but she's Santa Claus' daughter. So maybe she's got Christmas magic and was able to just appear at will. You know, yeah. or whatever. On the bench, though. And while she's there, um, she calls a bird over to her. Hmm. And the bird lands and talks to her, and she talks to the bird, and (laughs) it's like Snow White all of a sudden, and um, (laughs) I don't know. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) so, Emily finds her. Yeah, Emily finds her. Runs over to her. Then what happens? Oh, then they just, they have a really weird, awkward exchange where, like, they don't even, like, introduce each other's names to each other, even though they're having a full-fledged conversation, which normally you say, hi, I'm so-and-so, and whatever. Anyway, nothing in this movie is the right order of things, so, okay. And no, you, they, no, you say goodbye to your uh, your niece in your own uh, uh, um, apartment or house, but... And, oh, so... Your, your theory about Heather, I think, actually has extra weight to it now. Because, th- was it just me, or did Heather come off really cold towards Christy? Like, barely acknowledged her. I wonder if in, that's in that it. In that scene, yeah. But then later on, she, I don't know. Well, probably because she realized, oh, well, you know, this girl's actually, this woman's actually good for Matt. You know, so I'll pump the brakes a little bit, you know. But I think at that moment, she was like competition. This yeah. bitch is competition. Get the fuck out of here. You know, um, you know, just had that sort of intu- intuitive thought, you know, because yeah. often too, she's not, she's also thinking about Matt as wanting to be back in the band as well. So it's not just a personal thing for her. You know, the rest of her band is like a pile of shit. So, you know, she needs Matt, you know, with this killer guitar skills, which we'll see later on, mind you. Um, this guy plays a wicked guitar solo to the worst song ever written. I mean, he's um, he's he's like the Jimi Hendrix of bad songs, man. I'm done. Yeah. So anyway, so what happens is is that Heather stares daggers into Christie's eyes and walks away, and then uh, Matt pulls up somehow again after everyone else got there, and then they're running up to the car, and then Christie sees them. So then she thinks that Matt. And Heather are married because, again, body language. Heather puts a scarf around Matt's neck and then pulls him into herself. Yeah, which normally is something like all of my friends do. I mean, I do that to even my 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 platonic male friends. I just you know, you know, we we always you know you know every time we hang out, Matt, you know, yeah, I put a scarf around your neck and pull you into me. You know, it's it's just the thing you do. Well, it's, it's, except for that scarf that we lost, never were able, ever, ever able to find that really cool scarf from 2005 that we made a music video with. And it's gone forever. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I know where that God, scarf yeah. is, but. That scarf was so. We can find a video and find out if anyone makes a scarf like that and buy that again. Was that that Irish scarf I had? 
I don't remember. I gotta have to look at the video. It's it's in the video of stars. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm sure that it's an Irish from. scarf that um our friend Shamsi gave me, and um okay, and uh, I know what happened to that scarf. Oh, you do? You okay? It no longer exists. What do you mean no longer exists? What happened? It's uh, I had a cat that died, and we had put the cat had fallen asleep on it, and it was inside the. Carrier when we took the cat to the vet and yeah we we left it at the veterinarian so um yeah so, oh, yeah yeah so I know what happened to that scarf a little memento I guess then yeah we left it there because the cat died at the vet and so we yeah um yeah so uh anywho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mom and Dad. I'm dead. And um, the uh, that's another band. That's another band opening up for yeah. Uh, so the um the anyways. Uh, so she thinks that uh, that Heather and Matt and Emily are a nice little family because she's stupid. I'm just gonna say it anyway. So um, what's the weird thing though? So. He said that he wanted her to meet someone. Yeah. But why would she just decide to leave even if he was married to Heather? Like, they went on one lunch date. It wasn't like yeah. set in stone, like, they've been together for weeks. Like, Yeah, whatever. I mean, I, if, if a co-worker of mine invited me to lunch and then said, I want you to meet somebody, and I get there and it's their husband or whatever, I'd be like, hey, cool. Nice dude, you know, whatever. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I apparently Christy well, Christy says she moves that's the other thing. So Christy says she only works two months of the year. That lucky, I guess, but like Jesus Christ. And like acting like, you know, she's like some like hardened, you know, steel mill worker or some shit, whatever. And then um but so there's other there's this other part though. I, I yeah. wanted to get through because it's like the funniest part in the entire movie. It lasts for like five seconds, but if you pause that or you just put that in slow-mo, it's the funniest shit you'll ever see. So there's a point at the park where there's like these parents of like a 15-year-old kid who's like climbing some like jungle gym thing, and they're like, yay! <laughs> the kid looks like he's like 13 years old. The kid old. is literally like, bigger than the parents. He, he, and they're, they're like, good job, buddy. It's like, it, it seriously reminded me of, you know, the, the scene in Jurassic Park where the T-Rex is coming towards the people? Mm -hmm. That's what it reminded me of because the fucking kid looked like the T-Rex. <laughs> Does someone put it in as a joke just to, like, to make, like, see if anyone would catch it? Like, no. Yeah. Just let it, let it stay in the movie. <laughs> Uh, they were just so proud of their 15-year-old kid who can climb a jungle gym. <laughs> there's got to be a backstory to that one, too. Like, there's so many backstories in this movie that if you just... I'm thinking it was, like, the director's the kid or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and just two random God. people that look nothing like they could be his parents. But anyway, so, um, the... <laughs> That's the weirder part. It's just two random adults who are cheering on this, like... <laughs> Good job, buddy. And all of a sudden, the police come. Like, you gotta leave here. You can't watch the kids play. Thing is, we're just assuming there was parents. It's actually just three friends, and the guy is the same age as the parents. <laughs> Whoa, this is getting, this is getting weird. Because you know, like all those times, like back when we were younger, and we used to hang out at the 
amusement at, at I mean at the playground and we would just, you know, cheer on our friends when they got onto the show. <laughs> oh god, it's just gotten so weird. So um the uh, <laughs> like somebody's on a swing set, they're like, Yeah, go Mike, woo I remember those times. Those are good. I mean yeah. That was like last week, but it was good times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, I, I think adults should have their own version of swing sets. Who who really gets tired of being on a swing? No one. It's no. just that society decides that you should stop going on a swing set at a certain age. Who who who, who let them decide? Well, I mean, I I still went on to swing sets a lot when I was an adult. So whatever. Well, I'm gonna buy my own and just have it in my backyard or whatever, and that's you know. You should invite adults over all the time just to swing. We'll have, well, when you mix adults and swings, that usually means something else. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you're going to have a swinger party. Oh, wait. No, I mean, swings and, you know, other kinds of, you know, tools. So who knows? Maybe Emily will grow up and have a shop for one of those for how fucking fat she's growing up. But, like. Piper Harris is 21 now. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm saying she's only 21 now. Like, it's like, come on. You need to chill out. You can't. It's fine. Play a video game. Don't worry about your uncle's love life. Just, you know, do whatever, you know? It's fine. Totally fine. So, um... Be a matchmaker for adults. Just chill out. Anyways, back to the movie. We've got... (laughs) We got so, so, like, torn away. So, we've got, um... I mean, before the... Before the, the... Oh, yeah, that was another thing, too. I forgot, though. They, she did stop off. Um, Christy did, and she got a makeover from oh Sally. Yeah, the magical black person. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who exists to make the white person look beautiful or whatever. The bag of vance of this film. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. A very... A very um, uh, uh, C-rated version of <laughs> yes, it's like it, or 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 it's or it's like the Charles S. Dutton character in Rudy. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah Beggar Vance wasn't the first. No. This and uh, I mean, it, it's been since the beginning of time. I mean, you've got you know. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. True. The um, but yeah, because I'm pretty sure that the the actual the the Charles S. Dutton character in Rudy wasn't a real person that was just made up for the movie. Yeah. So yeah. Wait, when Bagger Vance was he actually a magic being? Is that why they call it the magical black person? I don't know. Was I've he, I've he, not seen Bagger Vance since it first came out. So but I'm starting to remember now if he actually existed or was just like a like literally like a. Like a delusion of the guy, or something like that. Like, Either way, he eventually became the genie in Aladdin, so it's okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Which is yeah, a magical black a person. Genie, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but a genie—that's we'll let that one slide because a genie's not a human, being, and genie don't have a race because they're not humans. I know. Um, I'm just joking. <laughs> they, I, I know, but I'm, I'm I'm just clarifying for our audience that. You know, it's, it's not racist for Will Smith to become a genie because no. because jinn come from like you know the Middle East and they you know they they're like 
interesting thing about the gin. I know this has nothing to do with the Christmas meal, <laughs> but so like gin, like pre-Islamic Arab, um, kind of uh, spiritual beings, and then they got incorporated in within Islam, and like there are like people who like practice like the dark arts like within the Muslim community, but they make make it like, super super secretive because they don't want anyone knowing about it, for obvious reasons because most monotheistic religions don't like black magic or whatever. So, like, they'll actually like, call upon the jinn, like, just, like, like to have wishes granted, but, like, not not like in a literal sense where, like, a car will just, like, manifest before them. Or and just so you know, black magic is different than a magical black person. It is. all very much different. <laughs> um, because there's white people that practice black magic. Yeah. And there's black people who practice, quote, white magic, which, that's a whole, whatever. It's a whole other conversation. But anyway, so, like, They'll call upon the jinn, you know, to like grant them like a favor, like hey, I want, I want someone to fall in love with me, or I want, I want like you know some money to you know to kind of come my way. And they'll do like these little spells or whatever. So like, so like genie comes from from the word jinn, and that's literally an actual. Pre- it's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. Like, yes. very tangentially related, even to what you but, mentioned about Will Smith becoming but, a genie. But but anyways. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but like, so, uh, Sally so makes over back. makes over Christy. Yeah, the Jin the Jin character who's Sally. Yeah, she's a Jin. My 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 version. She's a Jin, and she gets. She might drink Jin oh, too, for all we know. What's that? She might drink Jin for all we know too. Jin, and then she is a Jin. Or here's this. Here's a here's a here's a head scratcher right here. What if, um, Christy? There's also a djinn herself, but forgot she's a djinn. Ooh. Sadly, gives her a makeover as like a almost uh, kind of like how Agatha and 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 WandaVision was trying to sort of coax Wanda to like remember who she was. Maybe Sally giving her the makeover is like her subtle way of like remember you're a djinn, like we're sisters, we're djinn, like remember who you are type. And like someone put a spell on you to make you forget who you are. It's probably that creepy. And then um, after that, they played Jin Rummy together. Yes. <laughs> so, um... Oh, anyway. This is fun. <laughs> she, um... Sally, um, made over... <laughs> Christy. <laughs> and, um... That might have taken... That took a little time, but she still got to the fucking park before... Yeah, wait, that's that's right. She had a makeover and still somehow managed to... Oh my god. Granted, the makeover was like your typical you take off the glasses and you let the hair down and suddenly they're the hottest person ever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the she's all that makeover. Yeah, um, and yeah. <laughs> or the he's all that because it did the same thing for that as well. Yeah. Um, but... He just cut his hair a little bit. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> yeah, they un- unbuttoned her shirt and stuff, but then she wore a jacket which covered up the freaking. <laughs> it's like what? And by you too. So this movie takes place in California, and everyone's wearing winter clothing. Like it never, it never gets that cold in California. No, even Christmas time. Yeah, it's like it's like sixty-eight degrees in California around that time of year. Right. I mean, I know it might be cold to them, but I don't think it's cold enough that you're wearing fucking gloves because that's the other thing. Right. <laughs> Emily left one of her gloves after she fed a bird. 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the bird. Yeah, the bird seed. The magical bird. Um, and uh, <laughs> oh god. So, anyways, we eventually he he explains things to her. She realizes that no, that's just his friend who has weird boundaries named Heather, and um. <laughs> <laughs> And and his and his niece Emily, and then the really smart person she is realizes Emily Sanders. <laughs> I know it took her so much time <laughs> to put those things together. Like he's literally saying, "My niece Emily," and she's like, "Wait, wait, wow!" She wrote a letter to Santa saying, "My uncle Matt needs to be," and it's like, "Oh my god!" No you must you be that Matt. Like, like, what the. Your name is Matt, and you are raising your niece. I'm like, oh my god! Like, like you're right. She does act like a child. Emily's more mature than she is. Yeah, intellectually. Um, <laughs> so, you know. so, anyways, that she goes over for a dinner. He invites her over for dinner. Um, and uh, she comes over, and I guess their dinner first consisted of making cookies. Yeah, that's dinner for you. Yeah, well, I mean, they ended up having real dinner afterwards on a tea set table. Yeah, One of the weirdest like fucking scenes in a movie ever. Anyway, so um, first yeah, off, yeah, they start. Christy wants to eat dinner, and that's the other thing. Too. Yeah, so that, I, I think she might be like almost like a, a child. child like that's what I'm saying. She, yeah, she's, that's why I'm saying she's yeah. a lot like the elf character in Elf. Anyway, so um. The, um, they probably use that as like yeah. their temple or something. Yeah. So first they have a they have a sprinkle fight when they're making cookies. Oh god, that scene was terrible. Using digital sprinkles. Is that what that, is that why it looks so weird? Yes. I was wondering what the, they were not okay. real. Why would you even need to do exactly that? Like, that, <laughs> that makes no sense. Like, hey, mm. we're gonna make this harder for you in post by making you edit digital sprinkles instead of just buying like a two dollar bottle you know what somebody had to have like sensory issues and didn't want to have sprinkles on that's what i'm wondering it's like it's like did one of the actors not want sprinkles on their head that has to be it that that's no other reason for that there was a clause in their contract that said no sprinkles on my head that's like a very bizarrely weird contract so i wonder what brought that on like for someone to write that like I'll do anything, but no sprinkles on head. They're like, oh, okay. Well, you see, back when Vanessa Evigan was a child, her father, Greg Evigan, one time, um, had a sprinkle stuck up his nose, and he had to be rushed to the hospital. And, um, oh, wait, no. It's just... <laughs> that, that was really, dis- dis- it was distraught for her, yeah. Yes. Um, but now she can't have sprinkles anymore. No. Uh, on anything, not, not on food, cookies, candy. No. Nothing. No sprinkles. Nope. That's another band And that's right the there. other no thing. They weren't even fucking sprinkles, by the way. They were calling oh, them sprinkles, were. but that's actually colored sugar. So that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So digital colored sugar. Yeah. Because sprinkles ah. are bigger. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, sprinkles or jimmies or whatever you want to call them are bigger. They're not. Okay. So. <laughs> why, why does this movie exist? Like, I mean, really, why? <sighs> I'm getting into the minutia of uh, dessert toppings, and um, 
Yeah. Never thought I'd do that in my life. Hey, it's good stuff to know. Apparently, it is good to know because this movie lies to you on so many occasions. So then they have. Then um, she sees her. She she sees Emily's bedroom. Decides, hey, let's go have dinner at this little fucking kids table where you have tea parties. (laughs) And so you've got three adults and a child sitting at a really small table (sighs) having dinner where everybody seems to be flirting with each other. I know. So, (laughs) oh my god. So like, I'm kidding you not. Like, I am so pissed at this Matt character so much. So like, he could have like, I'm not trying to be crude, but he could have had both of them, to be honest. And then, um, nope. Says no again. Matt's a Catholic priest. That's gonna be part two. He's gonna renounce. He's gonna be. He's gonna become celibate. So the entire first movie is just gone. Like the plot was useless. Christy's gonna adopt Emily, and um, Christy will adopt Emily. What's that say? Christy will adopt Emily. Oh. Yeah, she'll adopt, so then she'll take her to the North Pole or whatever she lives yeah. for the rest of the year. And she'll become and the then, new uh, Santa Let writer. Um, yeah, the mask could become a Catholic priest because no matter how many opportunities he has to have a consensual life experience that is human, that is perfect, that is beautiful, <laughs> he doesn't want it. He's like, I, I don't, I'm going to spit in God's eye and say, I don't want... That which is beautiful, that which is pure, that which is human. I am not human. I hate you. That's what Matt says. Yes. He's going to become a Catholic priest? Wait, what? That makes no sense. Anyway, so, so um, anywho. So, <laughs> the way, he, he turned down a, pot, a potential threesome. So, but again, it was weird because Emily's in the house. Yeah, I was so going to say, I don't sense. think you're going to want to have that with the child in the house. Yeah, so, exactly. um, <laughs> that could have been, I'll, I'll grant that. I'll grant that yeah. to him. Okay. So, that, that's a possibility. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up, but yeah. Um, the, uh, <laughs> yeah I'll grant that. That's a good point. The, um, it's, not, it's, so, not his, it's his excuse. It's not his reason, but it's his excuse. It's fine. Okay. Um, so he finds out. I mean, I mean, I mean, Christy finds out eventually because of uh, fucker Fuller um, <laughs> that, uh, that, that, that he was like hired to spy on. On um on that that Matt was hired to spy on her, um she's basically let go because and he decides to throw all of the Santa letters in the trash basically. God, that guy is such because a they're jerk. clogging up the works or something. I don't know what the fuck. If yeah, that's the case, if that's the that case, the envelopes are too big or something. Yeah, if that's the case, you need to stop the whole postal service because not every letter's perfect. Um, yeah, all the same size. Idiot! Oh, dude, we forgot though. We forgot the, the the perfect song ever written. Oh yeah, during their during their dinner thing, yeah, the song where you can't hear any of the lyrics. And, and then I put on closed captioning, and the lyrics were horrible, anyways. Oh my god, were they? I, I yeah, really I, I don't remember what they said. They didn't even fucking rhyme. They were just bad. <laughs> well, that and also they were. They like they weren't even like on the right rhythm. Again, this is supposed to be a professional touring musician. Okay, this is not some karaoke 
Fly by Night. And he wasn't really playing the guitar, too. So, when he was playing the guitar, but, but Heather was not singing on beat. She's no. supposed to be a professional singer. See, I'm trying to figure out, is she the lead singer of this band, or is she just their spiritual advisor? I'm still confused. Well, <laughs> well, she's in the band. Yes, well, she's spiritual advisor, and she's in the band. Okay. And then I think she might be the one singing because she was the one doing telling them to do vocal warm up. So yeah. I don't know, but I would I would assume, but that she would the one be singing. But, but anyways, I don't think he was actually playing the guitar though because it didn't oh. seem like his his movements were right. Um, no, the guitar solo was killer, so extreme that he doesn't even have to play the correct frets in its correct time. Yeah, I mean, he's just like. He's beyond time and space here. Like I thought, maybe it was one of the. You know, how they have like player pianos. Maybe it was a player guitar. Um, <laughs> the um. So, anyways, um, what else happens here, Matt? Ah, oh, boy. So, yeah, Mister Fuller plays the tape of him saying, "I don't have feelings for Christy North." So, like that was like his sort of collateral. Yeah. Case. Um, Matt decided to go back on his end of the deal, which really wasn't a deal because he was threatened to be fired if he didn't accept the job. So it's yeah. not really a bargain. Um, yeah, so he predictably, you know, ruins a potential relationship because if he can't have, be happy, then nobody can. So, And we can add narcissism as a potential mental health disorder. Oh, yeah, he's definitely so. a narcissist. And, yeah. um, but so, so then... then delusions and, yeah. But um, then basically, uh, to wrap things up in this movie... <laughs> um, somehow, the Postmaster General, <laughs> for God knows what reason... <laughs> Decides to promote Matt and demote Fuller. Well, it's because Sally wrote an email and then somehow he got it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, the Postmaster General is like just checking his email like, oh, we'll see what ra- some rando from California sent me. Yeah. Um, you know. Because he doesn't have anything better to do. And, no. um. Nope. Yep. And so he gets promoted but he decides to give the job to Sally. Um, Christy is kind of left town. <clears throat> At least that's what they think. Um, but then yeah. uh, Sally puts out a like an APB through the postal system somehow to find... <laughs> I know. <laughs> to find Christy. And then some random old mailman finds her and is like, get in my car! No, I'm just... <laughs> oh, creepy, it's some rando just shows up and it's like, um... So he kidnaps her, and, um... <laughs> just the dark version of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, takes, that takes her, and then they... Sally and her try to go find, uh, Matt, because he's decided to go on tour now. <laughs> with Heather and take Emily with him. And, yep. uh, yeah. And so they, they chase after chase after him in their, uh, in the mail car, in a mail car that Sally is driving. But when you cut away to the wide shots, it's obviously a man driving. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. The, the wide shots, you can tell it is not 
it, it's not Rolanda Watts driving at all. So, <laughs> okay. so I stole a mail mail carry. So that, that's a felony right there. Yeah. I think so. Um, but she's the new yeah. boss, so she Sally can get away with it. I guess that, that's true. Yeah, she's got company perks. So, um, my thing is: is does Sally not have a regular car? Um, does uh, <laughs> yeah? What the hell is anyway? Whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they they. Right? They, they 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 catch up with him, and uh, he uh, they they basically say, "Hey, let's you know, I'll go on tour together." And she calls her dad or something and says that she's not going to be able to come home for Christmas. And we hear a ho 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 on the phone, mm-hmm. so we realize her dad is Santa. Yeah, she winks at Emily too after that. Yeah, happens. but before that though, that was after the fact that they intentionally almost caused a car accident that could have endangered Emily's life because she was yeah. in the next. Mind you, Emily's parents died in a, quote, accident. We don't know what, but probably a car accident. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. So, Usually when you say accident, trigger, that's what people mean. Trigger a type of trauma for a child who was about to go on tour with a rock band. That's already going to be a, a somewhat jarring experience for her. You know, yep. exciting, sure, but, you know, it's going to be a little bit, you know, anxiety-ridden, you know, just because of you know, the change. So let, let's, let's begin it. Let's begin it with a car accident. Yep. Sure. Yep. Fuck you. Uh, Sally and Christy. And so, uh, do you want to take a break now, Matt? And then we'll talk about some reviews really quick, a couple of reviews or so before we wrap things up. Uh, sure. But, and, I, and I'll, I'll say it's the way that Matt ends the entire movie with this little laugh and goes, what? <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. Okay, and we are back. So, um, do you want to hear some reviews here from the Internet Movie Database, Matt? Sure. Um, okay, so, first one I see here is a 4 out of 10. Okay. The uh, headline for this one is Just About Delivers. 
Get it? Mm. Um, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and uh, so, this is from Prismark 10, December 8th of 2017. Matt is a postman and takes care of his niece. He has a demanding route for his postal deliveries, but things brighten up when he meets his bubbly, when he meets bubbly Christy, sent on a special assignment as San, as a Santa writer whose job is to respond to letters addressed to the North Pole. Christy is, an, is natural at replying to these letters, but the local post office boss is far from happy about Christy and thinks Christy blah blah blah. They're just basically running down the plot of the movie, and then, anyways, this is yeah. the review part of it. This is an aim. Amiable film, rather light on plot, and the acting is a bit hammy. The leads are likable enough, and it is hinted that Christy might be Santa's daughter. Might be? Hinted? Okay, whatever. <clears throat> and really is uh, from the North Pole. Um, the climax is rather flat, though, but it makes for pleasant, undemanding viewing. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Undemanding is a great word. Yes. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. Okay, this is a eight out of ten, Matt. <laughs> Written oh by goodness. sober sober friend. Oh my god! Okay. On uh, February twenty sixth of twenty eighteen. Fun family film. So so IMDb has this scored very low. I think most most users must think this was going to be a massive CGI infested Christmas movie. What? <laughs> and says if you want that, then stick to Black Panther. You know my or, or and the Avengers. You know my favorite Christmas movies. Wait, what? The- <laughs> Yeah, Black Panther's a, a Christmas movie. What the hell? This film oh, is okay. this film is heavy on story and emotions. It's not perfect. Uh, <laughs> it's not no, perfect, it's not. but it delivers <laughs> a family safe film that adults will also enjoy. I don't think kids would enjoy this either. But anyways. I don't- yeah, I mean, family, okay, it's called Sober Friend. I already know this person's story. It yeah. used to be a hardcore in the drugs and partying, then they became <laughs> religious, and then now they're, like, trying to lead, like, the clean life, but they don't know what's good, so they just assume, like, this is my life now. I have to watch these shitty movies and pretend that I like them. I love being sober. Being sober is really fun. That's what really gets you high, is being sober. I don't want anything to drink right now. I don't want anything to drink right now. I don't want anything to drink right now. So, you know what I do every Christmas, Matt? What? I, uh, I cozy up with my, well, I don't have anybody to cozy up with, but, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, uh, I sit there on my couch next to my fireplace I don't have, and, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I roast some chestnuts, even though I've never had a chestnut in my fucking life. But anyways, the um, <laughs> I sit there, you know, dressed in my footy pajamas, and watch my favorite Christmas movie, Black Panther. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck. 
I don't know the Avengers as well. The Avengers. <laughs> it's a double bill every year for me, the Avengers and Black Panther. I mean, what the hell? You know, everybody's favorite Christmas movies are, you know, A Christmas Story well, and... Um, you could almost say that, like, Thanos is like a reverse Santa, <laughs> where he... He just, like, takes away 50% of everything. <laughs> you know, we watch It's a Wonderful Life, and then we follow it up with Black Panther. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. We got Home Alone, and then we've got, um... Oh, uh, shit. What, what reminds with Alone? Damn it. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, oh, my God. So, I think that's all I'm going to read as far as reviews go. <laughs> Nothing'll top that one. I don't think it will. Yeah. At the end of it though, she uh he or she says, if you're if you are a parent, trust me, watch this with with your Santa believing children. Create a nice memory. Your Santa believing this person writes weird. Like, I know. What does that mean, you Santa believing <laughs> children? Like is it like a religious thing now? Like I believe it's saying that, like, like, I mean, what the hell? You like, know, who be- do you know who believed talk- in Santa, though? What's that? Do you know who believed in Santa? Who? The Black Panther. He- <laughs> yeah, the Black Panther. So Santa Claus was actually supposed to be in the Black Panther movie, but then they they wrote him out at the last minute for budgetary reasons. And he was actually him. supposed to be the Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. That that's some crazy cultural appropriation right there. But, uh, <laughs> some white guy from the North Pole just suddenly becomes. Well, you're uh, just assuming that Santa's white. <laughs> well, I, I I would think it's a pretty safe assumption, uh, considering you know where the stories originate from. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Don't get me wrong. It's, I mean, people have traveled all throughout the globe and ships and sails. It's totally possible. There was, like, one black dude or, like, an Arab guy who lived in the North Pole, and he's like, you know what? I gotta start giving people some presents. I'm getting bored with this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then just got the magic sl- oh, magic sleigh. Gin. Gin right there. And then, um, <laughs> you know, the gin-powered sleigh, maybe. So maybe Santa Claus is actually Arabic and or North, North African in general, that, you know, general region of the world. And um, the sleigh is actually not powered by reindeer. See, that was an illusion. It was the reindeer don't exist. It just it's, it's like an optical illusion it's powered you know, by the gin. So, you remember that old yeah. Christmas carol we used to sing? Which one? The up on the rooftop, click click click, down through the chimney with old T'Challa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with old T'Challa. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yep. Oh, the good times when we were kids and we used to sing that. <laughs> now I'm just actually picturing Black Panther like sliding down the chimney. Actually, that makes a lot more sense. He's a lot more agile than Saint Nick. I mean, he's yeah. supposed to be kind of, you know, that'd be maybe hard we missed that down. scene where you know after he after he fought you know fought Michael B. Jordan's character and um, <laughs> went oh, off. And- and, and then went off and delivered all the toys to the boys and girls across the world. Yeah, it was a really busy day for him. I mean, you know, 
And that's why they need to wrap it up. They're like, okay, like I need to deliver these presents. I gotta kill Killmonger, or <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm not gonna have time. You know, um, it's like oh, old Saint T'Challa. Um, I mean, so is is yeah, is is Endgame a Christmas film? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck is WandaVision a Christmas show? Um, Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier. What I if? mean. The the, the, the the upcoming Hawkeye is actually Christmas based, but yeah, so maybe yeah, <laughs> so maybe that counts as a Christmas show. Um, I think Iron Man three took place during Christmas time, but that's about it in the whole yeah, in the whole Marvel yeah, universe. Um, so, <laughs> so apparently that's a Christmas film now is Iron Man three. So um, yep. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Iron Man suits red, so you know, um, yeah, I guess that you know, sort of be a santa-esque uh what, what other avengers whatever um cap america well you know what it is matt oh, it's a Mischetti. Mischetti, <laughs> but but cap america winter soldier winter so you yeah know. that that makes sense maybe the and, winter um, soldier is actually santa claus yeah and cap america civil war <laughs> Apparently, there's there's a myth that during the Civil War they actually took a break between fighting during Christmas. So maybe that's a Christmas film, Civil War, you know. So, yep. So, anyway, anything else, Matt? Before we wrap things up here, let's see. Let, let me peruse my paper, my thesis I wrote here. See, narcissist, paranoid delusions, irritable jump. Okay, no. Um, parents of a 15-year-old kid are happy, kind of weird jungle gym toy. Matt has a weird little laugh, just like the real Matt right here. Indoor picnic, Heather's body language, potential five-some that he turns down. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, Covered everything, Matt? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, okay, folks, until next time, um, be sure to go on our... Uh, Website, it's all too real com. You can uh, look up uh, all of our links there. Um, give us a five star review on Apple Podcast. Um, you know, um, share the show with your friends. That's a good way to you know get people to listen to us. You know, give them a give them a Christmas present that T'Challa didn't give them this year, <laughs> and um, give them the gift of all too real too, um, and <laughs> and laughter and yeah. laughter. Um, you know, wear a mask, be safe, don't do anything stupid, you know, and make sure you're a good boy or girl or T'Challa won't give you what you want this year. (laughs) And, uh, wear a condom, especially if you're (laughs) going to have a fivesome with some old ladies. And, um... They weren't that old. I know. <laughs> but until next time, folks. <laughs> Tis the season. Merry Christmas. Be good for T'Challa. And bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast. A Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.